Hey, everybody. Welcome to Across Generations, where the voices of Black women unite. I'm your host, Tiffany Cross. Tiffany Cross. Join me and be a part of sisterhood, friendship, wisdom, and laughter. We gather a seasoned elder, myself as the middle generation, and a vibrant young soul for engaging intergenerational conversations, prepare to engage or hear perspectives that literally no one else has had. Listen to Across Generations podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Discover a new educational and interactive podcast, Stories for Kids by Lingo Kids. Our episodes are packed with fun activities. Right, Elliot? Oh, yes! We went shape hunting around the block, and we found spheres and cubes on the street. That was great fun. Join Stories for Kids, the Lingo Kids podcast, inspiring you to learn while having fun. Listen to Stories for Kids on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. As the number one audio company, iHeartMedia gives you access to all. Every audience, live conversations, trusted influencers, and the insights and data you need to grow. iHeartMedia is your access company. Go to iHeartResults.com for more. Omar Dorsey is my guest on the show. He's a familiar face in television and film. Selma, When They See Us, Django Unchanged, Ray Donovan, Bones, Genius. Aretha Franklin. Omar currently stars as a fan favorite Hollywood and Ava DuVernay's NAACP award-winning show, Queen Sugar. Queen Sugar has been lauded for his powerful portrayal of an African-American family in the Deep South. He can also be seen portraying the charismatic and ever-so-stylish Fareed on season two of Stars Power Book 3, Raising Kane. Early this fall, again, Omar will be reprising his role as Chef Barker in Halloween Ends, the latest installment in Bloom House, produced Hollywood franchise. The film will premiere in theaters on Friday, October 14th, just in time for the holiday celebration. <laughs> you don't have to wait to see him, right? I got him right here, y'all. The familiar face and all. Please welcome the Money Making Conversations Masterclass, the one and only Omar Dorsey. My hey, thank you, for, thank you so much for that beautiful introduction, Rashawn. <laughs> well, you know, I'm just telling you something, Omar. You know, the, a body of work should be recognized because um, I look at sometimes we 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 just grinders. You know, what I'm saying you're an entrepreneur. You know, people say so he's an actor. No, he's an entrepreneur because he's right. he's building a business, building a career, and when in the process of doing that, there are peaks and there are valleys, and there's sometimes when you just you just cry because you don't know. <laughs> You've chosen the right path. Can you talk about some of your journey early on? Because uh, when I was going through your, your resume, it was one thing that stood out. In 2006, all those beautiful credits I've read about, it, got names associated. You did an episode of Entourage, and they listed you as the young thug number one. That's, yeah. that's, that's a credit. That's a credit. It and was, so, yeah. But that was 2006. Right. Let's talk about when it started turning after 2006. You know what? I, I, I came home after I did Entourage, and it, it was pretty good. It was all right. I had a good time. I liked the show a lot. Uh-huh. But I said, I don't want to play thugs anymore. I want to play something my kids can be very proud of me of, right? Yes, sir. So um, uh, there, there have been times in my career where I've stepped back, when I was like, you know what? Let me figure out exactly what the next phase of my career is going to be. And if it takes time for me to do whatever I need to do, um, if it takes six months or a year, uh, then I'll do it. Mm-hmm. And just so I can be seen in a different light, mm-hmm. um, 
I didn't. I, after that, I said, I don't want to just play these nameless people. Or, and it was a pretty good role. You yeah, know, it, was just, it just sucked that it was called that. You know right. what I'm saying? Dude, you don't know if this guy, the young thug or whatever, if he goes home to a wife and kids or anything like that. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, but, you know, um, about that time was the time I just stepped back. And I think I might have changed agencies and managements because I said I had a vision for myself. Mm -hmm. That went much, much, much further than just, you know, playing bit parts. Right. And I got with an amazing manager. I got with a um, manager I'm with right now, Frank Gonzalez, mm -hmm. who saw the vision. Right. And he said, you know, Omar, you know, I see what you're trying to do. And, you know, let, allow me to guide you and, and, and to take you to that next level. And, you know, ever since then, we've been rocking and rolling. Yeah, that, that, that's why I, that's, I wanted to bring that moment up because, like I said, there are many moments we have in your life. And so, but also, you have to make a decision because people will see you and keep pushing you down the lane where they think you should be at, where they think you should go. And then you have to realize that there's an unknown when you push back. Right. That's not me. I don't, you know, yes, I'm working, but I don't want to work like that. What fear or unknown did you did you have to introduce your peer group around you? What support group did you have, or was it just you? When it's you definitely my peer group. Uh, you know, I have like a lot of friends mm -hmm. who are extremely uh, successful, and even in 2006, uh, the guys who I rolled with, uh, they they were getting it. They were getting it, and I was like, we all started out together, right? And right. there's no reason why I should be lagging behind. And if we all started out at the same time, and even though I don't measure my success by anybody else's, but I saw the opportunities that were out there right. and I didn't want to uh, drop the ball and get into a, a rat race and just get into like, well, I'm always playing the same thing, getting pigeonholed. Uh, even now, as much as I do love playing Hollywood, I will go around and play something like Kenneth Fareed, or I will go and play, uh, yes, along and, and Harriet, I'll do something different. That's so different than what I'm playing because I don't want anybody to ever pigeonhole me into, uh, you know, what they think I should be doing. I'm an actor who comes from the theater, man. I, I'm used to playing Othello or playing Iago, either one, you know, I'm used to doing August Wilson. I'm used to doing Tom Stopper right, and I'm used right. to Bertolt Brecht and all these different things. So it's like, I didn't want to, Come into the film and television game and just, okay, well, he's a big guy. He's dark skinned. Mm -hmm. Let's go ahead and just make him thug number one. No, nah, no, nah, if I'm going to be a thug, I'm going to be Nino Brown. Absolutely. You know? There you go. They, and they should have killed him at the end of that New Jack City. Uh, exactly. They right. had sequel two, three, and four. They had, they had several sequels. Now, they had all the money. See, they I, did, I didn't mention the credit there, Omar, that you had, but you're going to bring uh -huh. it out anyway because I hated you. I yeah, hated right, you. Man. I hated yeah. you and Harriet. I, boy. I Everybody see. hated me. Yo, people were, you know what? For sure, <laughs> I have never felt so much vitriol in my life. Like, personal. Right. I, people were like, oh my God, you're a sellout. And how could you play the role? I was like, you know, I said, I must have really did an amazing job because people were writing op eds about me. I said, yo, I must have been really good. Hey, you were, you I were fantastic. Because me and Sam both did Django. Uh -huh. and, I talked, and, and Sam was like, man. You one up me on this one, man. I said, bro, they hated me and Django. He said, they're going to despise Because I think he saw an early uh, viewing of it. He said, they're going to hate you. They're going to despise you in this one. I said, I, that's what I want, man. And I can come back to Hollywood again. You'll love me again. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> I, I would tell you something, man. If, if you haven't seen this, the movie um, 
Hollywood. He, and, he, and he creates a relationship again in the acting scene with in Aretha, you know, yes. genius series with Cynthia, who starred yeah. as was the lead in Harriet. And yeah. so that's what a great role is about, because we know you're not a, in that period. You know, you're, exactly. you're and you go back there and you accept the role and responsibility. But by the way, ain't nobody going to hate nobody more than Samuel and Django Unchained. That that fool. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I would tell you something, yo. When we were doing the movie, when he first comes down the stairs, right, right, and like, we all in a line, we watching him, and Sam goes into that character. I it took everything inside of me not to laugh because Sam was so on the nose. Yes, I had never seen anything like it. I was like, man, he is chewing up this scenery, and he's <laughs> ball, man. I was like, this is an acting lesson because he was in the moment, he was in the character. Yeah. Man, that's he's my favorite actor of all oh, time, man. Oh, that's man. That 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 dude right there, he was more white than he was black, but he was more white. He was more of a white, white slave owner than the slave owner. They were like, Can you pull up? Can nah, man. No, you don't treat them, you treat them like this. Yes. Like you treat them. He had forgot Bro. who he was. Man, you treat listen, like this. Man, that was I'm telling you, man, that's mm-hmm. like uh when we were shooting that, I was laughing. I, was, I wanted to laugh so hard because he was really into that character so deep. Yes. But it was so funny because it was so outrageous. But it, and I, it was, uh, but yeah, man, so it was, it's a couple of characters like that. Like, I think Mr. and Color Purple is pretty uh, atrocious too, but he has a redemption at the end. But, right, right. You know, no, you had no redemption. You had no, Omar, Omar, you didn't get no redemption in Harry. You didn't get, I have none. And Sam had no redemption in, um, in, in Django. <laughs> now, Mr. had redemption in Color Purple. Yes, but yes. Like, oh, oh. No, but. <laughs> We'll be right back with more Money-Making Conversations Masterclass with Rashawn McDonald. Now let's return to Money-Making Conversations Masterclass with Rashawn McDonald. That's the beautiful uh, part of, like I said, I was reading the credits, you know, Selma, Ray Donovan, which I loved you and Ray Donovan and oh, things man, like man. that, Bones. All those yeah. bodies of work that are available to African-American talent now that we right. do. I just, I could say, man, probably about eight years ago, all we had was reality shows with black people acting in them or unscripted shows. When did That's you real. start noticing the opportunity was opening for better scripted series like you're on right now in Queen Sugar, which is helmed by Ava DuVernay, which right. is a you know award-winning NAACP uh, series? When yes. you start seeing roles like that come your way, you went, wow, we're starting to turn the corner for African-American talent. It was the year that it was the year that uh that 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 Jesus Lord it was the year that 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 we came out mm-hmm. it was the year Queen Sugar came out because Queen Sugar came out mm-hmm. Atlanta came out the same year yeah I think Insecure might have came out the year before mm-hmm. so I saw the turn and then the next year the Shy came out right and I said okay yeah yeah mm-hmm. this is what we look like mm-hmm. this is exactly what we look like mm-hmm. in my regular life. Mm-hmm. It's not, everybody's not drug dealers, everybody's not basketball players, everybody's not reality stars. Right, or, right. You know, no, like these are regular people living regular lives. Right. That's how 99% of the people who I know, not the people who are like zillionaires, but the people, even the people who are famous actors or whatever. Man, we all live the same way that we live on The Shy, mm-hmm. on Queen Sugar, on Atlanta, on Insecure. It's the same thing. And we finally get to see the reflection. It was those two years, man. It was 2015 and 2016. And, and, and I said, it wasn't the renaissance of black um, television. Because renaissance means rebirth. It was the birth right. of black television. Mm-hmm. It's not just sitcoms. Right. It's not just us being silly or just... And trust me, man, my favorite shows in the world 
for the rest of my for my whole life have been Sanford and Son and the Jeffersons. Absolutely. But it's not all just sitcoms. Right. You know, I'm funny, but I ain't that funny. Right. I ain't gonna be able to be on nothing as good as like uh Red Fox or or, or Sherman Helmsley, you know. Right. But I know that I can act and I know that I can bring what I can bring to uh, you know, to drama or even to to some dramedy. So uh it was those it was 2015, 2016, when I saw the tide turn and I saw other shows coming up behind it. It was great shows, even like a show like This Is Us, which is not particularly a black show, but when you have Sterling and you have Susan, right. you know, who are the leads of the show, then there you go. Boom. This right. you see a black family. Right. You know, so um yeah, that's what it was, man. Um it was that year. I think This Is Us and, and Queen Sugar came out at the same time. Absolutely. I know, you know, me, Sterling, and Susan have known each other for over 20 years. Right. And and we were all just very excited. Like, this is a really great opportunity that we really get a chance to show our chops and what we can do and show that we can, you know, bring, you can have a fan base. So that those were the years. That's when I saw the tide turn and it's never looked back, man. Now you look, you know, you look at all the, so many, it's a plethora of shows right now right. That, that, that show the black life. You look at Abbott Elementary. Beautiful. Which is not particularly a black show, but it is a black show. Absolutely. You know, Created by a black, a black woman. Show, but it's getting all the love and mm-hmm. it's getting all the praise. Mm-hmm. You know, even before then, I think 2014 or 15, when Blackish came out. And I was like, yo, this looks like my family. You yes. know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So it was, it was mm-hmm. that type of thing. Yeah, yeah. I, I appreciate that because of the fact that, you know, I'm talking to Omar Dorsey. If his face looks familiar, his voice sounds familiar, Selma, when they see us. Chango on Chain, we just laughed about with star Samuel Jackson and Jamie Foxx, Ray yes. Donovan, Bones, Genius, Cynthia. You know, she uh, starred in that movie as well as Harriet, which we just talked about. The Aretha Franklin, which you haven't seen that. AI might be the most important new computer technology ever. It's storming every industry, and literally billions of dollars are being invested. So buckle up. The problem is that AI needs a lot of speed and processing power. So how do you compete without costs spiraling out of control? It's time to upgrade to the next generation of the cloud. Oracle Cloud Infrastructure, or OCI. OCI is a single platform for your infrastructure, database, application development, and AI needs. OCI has four to eight times the bandwidth of other clouds, offers one consistent price instead of variable regional pricing, and of course, nobody does data better than Oracle. So now you can train your AI models at twice the speed and less than half the cost of other clouds. If you want to do more and spend less like Uber, 8x8, and Databricks Mosaic, take a free test drive of OCI at oracle.com strategic. That's oracle.com strategic. oracle.com strategic. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Across Generations, where the voices of Black women unite in powerful conversations. I'm your host, Tiffany Cross. Tiffany Cross. I want you all to join me and be a part of sisterhood, friendship, wisdom, and laughter. In every episode, we gather a seasoned elder. But even with a child, there's no such thing as the wrong thing if you love them. Myself, as the middle generation, I don't feel like I have to get married at this big age in life, but it is a desire I have and something that I've navigated in dating and a vibrant young soul for engaging intergenerational conversations. I'm very jealous of your generation (laughs) that didn't have to deal with Instagram and Tinder. This is Across Generations, where Black women's voices unite, and together, you know how we do, we create magic. magic. Listen to Across Generations podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Parents, ready to discover a new educational and interactive podcast for kids? 
Join Stories for Kids by Lingo Kids, where episodes are packed with fun activities. Right, Elliot? Oh, yes! We learned how to recycle at the beach. That was great fun. Callie, what do you say? It was. And that time when we did the science experiment and Billy made raisins dance. That is so cool, Billy. He did. <laughs> Not to mention when a certain Elliot took up swimming classes with Lisa. That was me! <laughs> Bet you can't catch me. I'm going to get you. All this fun and more in our Stories for Kids. Lingo Kids Stories for Kids is now available on StoryButton, the kid-friendly device for screenless podcast listening. Listen to Stories for Kids on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. He plays James Cleveland role in the uh, in the uh, genius Aretha Franklin, which is on Nat Geo, by the way. Now yeah. you you in this I think I call this a peach yourself series, Queen Sugar, because when right. you get this opportunity, you know, because we all know that. How these checks come in Hollywood? You you work and then you don't know when you're gonna work again. When you right. finally get a series, you can kind of relax, but you only relax to see if they're gonna renew it. Then you can like, right. oh, okay, they renewed it. Tell us about your role in Queen Sugar and um, the difference it makes in your life, both personally and what you're trying to do when you're trying to change the narrative on how blacks are changed or portrayed in television. You know, it's a beautiful thing, man. I remember the day that uh, I was doing a movie in the Bahamas, and Ava uh, calls me. She says, "Oh, my, I'm about to do a, uh, a, a show called Queen Sugars. Uh, me, it's going to be on the own network." And you know, I just got finished working with Oprah on Selma with uh, Ava, wow. and, and she said, "She said, I want you to read the script, and you tell me what you think about it." I read the script. She said, "Read a role of Hollywood." I read it. I was like, "Oh, this is beautiful." I said. You want me to play this role? And I just come down. This is me coming off of Ray Donovan. Right, right. <laughs> playing like, you know, uh, Cookie Brown, playing one of the coldest dudes on television. Yeah. <laughs> and, she, and she was like, yeah, Omar, I want you to play this role. Was, um, matter of fact, when, when Ray Donovan was out, me and Ava went out. Uh, we went out. She was like, I like Ray Donovan. She said, you're a great actor. She said, but I see something else for you. She told me that. And uh-huh. she said, I see something else. I don't want you to always have to play, you know, this, that, and the other. I said, okay, I feel you. I feel you. Uh-huh. So then maybe three or four months later, she hits me with that script. And, and I said, well, this is amazing. This is, mm-hmm. I love it. Mm-hmm. So when I was auditioning for it, she said, audition? No, 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 no auditions. Oh, my. Wow. Well, well, she, said, it's, she said, I'm producing it with Ava. We, we, I'm producing it with Oprah. We love you. So, wow. you know, we'll call your lawyers and do the deal. And it's already a put series, which means it's already picked up for 13 episodes. So I went from like job to job to like, Wait, 13 episodes? <laughs> like, whoa, uh, right. as a series regular? Like, right. My right. whole life changed in that conversation. Right. You know, mm-hmm. and, and it truly did. And and that's just the monetary thing. Playing Hollywood, playing Hollingsworth Desonet, mm-hmm. a.k.a. Hollywood, has changed my life so much. It's changed my life as a man because I'm saying these words to this woman every day. And I'm saying them at first. I was like, "Man, this is corny. Nobody thinks like this. Nobody talks like this." I'll play it, but then, then the character starts to seep inside of me, mm-hmm. and I found myself uh, being more like Hollywood on a daily basis uh, because I was like, "This is how a man should treat his woman. Mm-hmm. This is how a man should be in the community. This is how a man should treat his whole family." 
So I feel like playing that role has changed me that much and it's changed the perception of the type of actor I am. I see now, man, like it's crazy. Like the roles that I get now, which, you know, we talk about playing, going from playing thug number one to playing the sheriff in a, ho- a Halloween franchise, which, is, you know, also came from my buddies who, who did the Eastbound and Down series that I used to be on. But like a, a, a lot of the stuff I get now, man, a lot, most of the things that I get now are these upstanding, you know, really great men. Right. And I really appreciate that because, and I know that it came from Queen Sugar. I know that. Mm-hmm. Like I just got finished doing a movie called Water Boys and um, playing with a young, the young fellow who's on David Makes Man. Um, and I play his mentor. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a lot of street stuff involved in it, mm-hmm. but I play his mentor who owns a who owns a um, IT company and owns a, co- a copy shop and all of this type of stuff. And mm-hmm. I hire him, but I'm like the voice of reason throughout the movie. And it's like, these are the roles that weren't really offered to me before Queen Sugar. So even like, even with that, man, it's just such a blessing. And even the stuff I get, I, I don't have to audition a lot anymore. I just, I get these offers for these amazing roles now. Congratulations. And, Congratulations. And it all comes from, you know, seven, eight years ago when it went, when Abel calls me in 2015, you know, um, and asked me to read this script. So, yeah. We'll be right back with more Money Making Conversations Masterclass with Rashawn McDonald. Now let's return to Money Making Conversations Masterclass with Rashawn McDonald. I'm going to tell you something. I'm talking to Omar Dorsey, a classically trained NAACP award-winning actor based in the uh, Atlanta, Georgia area called Decatur, doing his thing down here. You know, we're going to transition a little bit because I'm pretty sure you're a sports enthusiast. You know it. Okay, you got the Falcons down here. You got the Hawks down here. You got the Braves. Yeah. Braves world champion. Hawks on their way up. I got a UGA flag in my front yard, too. Oh, 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 oh. Georgia Bulldog got that, too? Yes, sir. Okay, cool. So, so, uh, a real Bulldog fan? Yes. Okay, cool. So, so they're going to win it again, sir? Yes. Okay, cool. (laughs) I mean, they had five people drafted into the first round defense last year. Hey, man, them boys right behind him. Ain't ain't no punks either, man. The boys who was playing second, uh, like we got Carter uh, coming in. There you go. Ringo, 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 Ringo. He already, him and Carter both are, and um, and Bowers. They all, uh, yes, all Americans. Woo! Now we money. We we good over here. Now you know. Well, I bring that up because forty year old man playing quarterback. Right. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> now, when I when I look at your your, your brand, because I'm about to transition to Hollywood, Halloween, you know, yes. a series, you know, that's what I love about your career, man, because of the fact that hard work, consistency, you made a decision to say, I don't want to do this. A lot of people looked at you and go, hey, man, you don't want to work anymore in Hollywood? This is what they see in you. You said, that's not what I see in myself. And right. then you working in an iconic horror series called Halloween. Yes. And you yes. play a, a character that's a dignified character. Yes. You're not a thug. You know, you, you're on the other side of the thug. You're the police. You're the sheriff. Exactly. And, exactly. You, and you're working with the infamous Jamie Lee Curtis. That's my sister. <laughs> I love Jamie Lee. Jamie Lee Curtis talks so much smack. Uh-huh. You wouldn't even understand. This woman would talk. She talks so much trash. Uh-huh. I love her so much. And she is so funny. She's so... You know, she's just a throwback to those uh, women of the uh, 70s. And, the, you know, she's like one of those actresses, man. But she can, she's still like she's still ripped up in amazing shape, man. She, I love Jamie Lee with all my heart, man. 
I love her because we didn't have any scenes in the first one. Yes, so sir. we came up for the second one. She was like, Omar, I didn't get a chance to talk to you. But I absolutely love your your acting. I love everything that you do. Wow. I love what you did in the Halloween. I was like, man, that's crazy. I appreciate it. We only had one one or two scenes in the first one. So uh-huh. when she saw the whole thing put together. She was just so excited. She loves it, man. And, and you know, we have a great time. I love Jamie Lee with all my heart. Well, you know, she, that that was yeah, Bloomhouse resurrected the, the the brand, you know, and I can't wait yeah, till it yeah. airs again this fall, October 14th, when it hits theaters again. Now then you go over to Power Book. Yes. And like I said, and let's let's talk about that a minute because, like you said, Rashawn, now that I'm getting a, a diversity in my roles, right. I don't mind doing it. It's just part of your portfolio now. It's part of yeah, your cachet yeah. now. So explain yeah. to everybody what exactly what you mean. What it is is this: like, okay, so I play, I, I play uh, uh, Cartier Fareed, Cartier Dance Fareed, mm-hmm. um, and. You don't know. He's a very mysterious character. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we're only on episode three right now, so he's just you just getting little drops of what he's doing. Right. But episode four is gonna go um is when it goes all the way up. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you get to start to see a little bit of what he is and who he like like how he moves around and he's in the music business, but he's also in the art world. Mm-hmm. He's doing some other things too, but you don't even know that. You really won't even understand. All you know is like he's a mysterious character who's, um, you know, uh, he's a man of mystery. That's all I'll say about. Him. He's a man of mystery. He wears the most impeccable suits. And and, and 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 I think the last episode that just came out yesterday. I was speaking. I, I was speaking that speech. I was I was talking to the lead, lead character, a uh, rock played by Patina Miller. Uh-huh. I was talking to her. I was spitting game at her, but I was spitting game using Shakespeare. Wow. And so, you you know, I get a chance to use some of that. And I right. was dropping on him and it was like, whoa, this is something different. I've never got a chance to say Shakespeare on um, camera before. I've done it on theater, but I was like, wow, this is now this is fun. I love it. I love it. I'm speaking to Omar Dorsey. Uh, just about his career, a brilliant career and it's only growing. But currently, it's the last season, sadly, as we say, Queen Sugar on the OWN Network, a project brought to him by Ava DuVernay has turned into a NAACP award-winning show and it's part of your legacy now. As we wrap right. up this interview and you being a part, seeing a guy who, like I said, I pointed out something in 2006 just to let you know your body at work, how it shifted out and how it looking so diverse. So, you know, you could be hated in Harriet and be loved in Queen Sugar and then mysterious and raising Canaan. So. Right. That's where you're at in your life, my friend. And then you can be right there, the Sheriff Barker in Halloween. That's, That's right. a beautiful resume, my man. Any any important thoughts? Man, you know, I just appreciate you, man. Um, but yeah, uh, this is what it is, man. Like, like you said, you have to really believe in yourself. Uh-huh. You know, um, but before any before anybody can believe in you, you gotta believe that the skills that you have, that the work that you've put in, like uh that that will translate whenever in whatever career uh, path you choose, where however you want to do it. If you're into politics or if you're into uh, the arts, if you're into sports or if you're into education, if you have done your due diligence and then one day the light will shine on you and you'll be ready for you'll be ready for your close up. Cool. Be ready for that close up. Well, thank you, my brother. I appreciate you taking the time to come on there talk about uh, the last season of Queen Sugar. Again, we'll be watching. Again, we'll be watching on the small screen. We'll be watching on the big screen. Thank you for coming on Money Making Conversation Masterclass. Thank you so much, brother. Yes, Appreciate sir. It. We talk soon, my friend. Stay safe. All right, brother. Peace.